a former champion, a shoe executive, and Mark Cuban walk into a bar. Hello, darkness, my old friend. You know what we're getting into today on Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Sometimes may be good, sometimes may be sh- And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The hiring homie, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, oh, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> what a two weeks, what a day. Um. Uh, honestly, I'm in this. I'm in this weird spot right now. Of, I don't have anything to say, but I have a lot to say, and that's what I'm like trying to figure out right now. I got a lot to say. We'll talk about it today. Rick Carlisle c- comes out and endorses Jason Kidd as coach for the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks then hire Jason Kidd or in a, or in quote unquote advanced talks contract talks with Jason Kidd to become a head coach. Nico Harris, who is that, question mark, becomes the president Harris, of basketball yeah. operations for the Dallas Mavericks. Michael Finley still is going to be stay, going to stay in the front office. Did Jamal Mosley get an interview? Did he not get an interview? That seems to be up in the air right now. A lot of things, obviously, to get into on the podcast today. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's start with, let's go in a little bit of chronological order here and break down uh, the good and the bad of, t- of today because I think there is some good, yeah. but we're, we'll start with yeah. mostly the bad first and get into this whole <laughs> this Jason Kidd situation. I'm not, I'm not even going to mince words today. Rick Carlisle is hired by the Indiana Pacers. He goes back there. Everything gets rebooted in 2020. That was locked in. Like, that was happening. Why shouldn't Rick Carlisle yeah. go back and get rebooted with the Indiana Pacers? Go for it. Sure. I I made some comments about that on Lockdown NBA. I think it's going to be a fine fit for him. He does well when he has like good to 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 pretty good players, and like a whole he has a whole bunch of them in Indiana. He'll be able to put them in the right places, raise the floor of that team back up to they should be like the fourth seed in the East, right? Or they should be fourth, fifth, like up there. So he'll probably take them back there. How long will that last? Will he his personality work with Demonis Sabonis, who just didn't get along with the last coach? Who knows? But. Seems like a pretty decent fit for both sides there. How long it lasts or how far they can go is sort of up to, you know, the players they can trade or whatever like that. So, but that's not even the notable, that's not the notable <laughs> thing about Carlisle going to Indiana, Indiana for us. Any, you have any comments on coach Carlisle going to Indiana? Indi- uh, well, Indiana? no, it, as soon as he said the statement, you know, to McMahon after, you know, he quit uh, the Mavericks. It's like, okay, well, Indiana's the job. Like that was, and then you still like you heard more and more that Indiana was that spot. That's why I joked around on Twitter uh three or four days ago on Brad's tweet. I was like, hey, Indi- Indianapolis housing prices are uh look, you know, going continue <laughs> to go up. Uh, because I don't think I didn't think he was gonna do the uh you know, the bud situation. I don't think he would be that, you know, open and saying that while Bud still has his job. And he are he had so many connections with Indiana. So it was a natural fit. It was just when they announced it to him, I'm like, okay, cool. Like expecting that until he had his comments. That, and then this yes. happened. Rick Carlisle on the Dallas Mavericks when he was talking, you know, doing, I guess, his presser or just talking to reporters about uh, Indiana. 
It's I think hard you're to, just told McMahon this. Quote, it's hard to put an exact finger on it. It's just a feeling I had that would be mutually beneficial. My hope is that Jason Kidd will be the next coach of the Mavs because he and Luka have so many things in common as players. He's mentioned that before. He's compared Luka and Jason Kidd before. There's been a bunch of stories about that. Carlisle continued. By the way, this happened, or Tim McMahon reported this, at 11.30 a.m. today. <laughs> this, is, this is what happened like earlier today, Thursday. I just think, quote, I just think that it would be a great situation for Luca, and I think it'd be an amazing situation for Jason. I'm the only person on the planet that's coached both of these guys and that knows about all of their special qualities as basketball players. To me, that would just be a great marriage, but that's just an opinion. Oh boy, lots of things to, to break down in that, but just the, let's just take a 30,000-foot look at this. A former coach that left, two years left on his contract, left the organization in, I guess, not great terms, but still left, and Cuban didn't go out for compensation for it. He wanted the, the situation to just go over fine and didn't want to you know, mess it up too much for Carlisle and all that. Uh, comes out and endorses a potential candidate for head coach for the team that he just left. Weird, right? I guess maybe... Yes. In Weird. His, in his, the only way I can really kind of make sense of this is in his position as president of the coaches association. Maybe, and if you can see my eyes on YouTube, you'll understand no. that I'm taking a real stretch with this one. Like maybe you would say, okay, which coaching, which coach do you think would be great for that job? You know it, and you're the president of coaches, blah, blah blah. But this is weird. This is this does not happen. And it doesn't really make sense to me why he would just go out. And he knew, right? He had to have known that Jason Kidd was going to be the coach and seems to be, you know, in talks with a coach, whether that was leaked to him or he knew that even before he left and all that. So was he just trolling the Mavericks? Now, here, here's what I don't know. I don't know the exact question asked of him. Because right. now, Tim McMahon did say he gave the Jason Kidd recommendation unsolicited. Like, he wasn't asked directly about that. But was the question, hey, what you know, what was your what's your thoughts on your Mavs departure? And like, where do you think they they go from here? And like, that would maybe add a little bit more context to it. But with McMahon saying it was unsolicited Jason Kidd recommendation, that stuff pissed me off, and that was what I thought was a low blow to Jamal Mosley, your main assistant coach for the you know past you know handful of years. You know that like he has been one of the leading candidates in this thing that a lot of people you know Luka Doncic loved him. I freaking love Jamal Mosley. We've said on this podcast, we wanted him as the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. And when he went publicly with that comment and endorsed another person outside of Jamal Mosley, I just thought that was low. And I, I, I did not like that at all from Rick. That's not, it's not your ground. Like you're, you're gone. Like why? And why do that? It's not classy either, right? Like to, yeah, why do that to, to Mosley? Like, it would be classy to endorse the guy that you've worked with for years now. Like how seven years has Jamal Mosley been an assistant coach or like close? He's been a seven years, an assistant coach. I'm not sure all those are the Mavs, but he's been with the Mavericks for a long time. And to not in, endorse that guy, I think is just like a little kick in the pants and to go, to, to go out of your way to do yeah. this. Right? Even if like you to, don't want to endorse Mosley, like don't endorse anyone to where it is. It doesn't come across like you're at least still support. Like, and it was just super weird. And I, I, I thought it was weird all the way around. I thought it was a low blow from Rick. And you guys know, like, I don't go in on, like, Mavs people a lot. And 
Rick was gone. Well, I got not a Mavs people anymore. So you can go in on <laughs> exactly. It's like somebody tweeted at me today and was like, "Quit trying to create more drama for the Mavericks and all this stuff." I'm like, "I'm not. I'm actually taking up for like, the only you have co- to create more drama for the I'm Mavericks like, right now. <laughs> I'm taking up for the only coach in this scenario that's still employed by the Mavericks. Like, what? What are we talking about? I'm still taking up for the Mavericks employed person <laughs> and, and freaking Jamal Mosley. So I yes, the start of the day, I was pissed off at Rick Carlisle's comments. That kind of was a low blow to Jamal Mosley. And then it got worse. <laughs> but I, I I don't think this was Rick Carlisle trying to, to trying to dig at Jamal Mosley. I don't even think he thought about Jamal Mosley with this quote. I think this was at Cuban to try and to try and tip to try and leak the you know the suggestion or make it seem like Rick made the suggestion for his replacement to take some of the thunder whatever you want to say out of this hot this new hire for the Mavericks, I guess. But I think it was more at Cuban than it was targeted at Jamal Mosley. Uh, even so, stupid, dumb, doesn't make yeah, any I, sense. I don't, I'm not saying it was a thing to where Rick thought it was like, I'm going to take a shot at Mosley. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I just thought it was kind of careless because Mosley's in, in this situation. Because he was, yeah. he's a, a name that everyone knew. He was the betting, fa- like the large betting favorite of, you know, of this. And I just thought it, it was a, it was a low move on that front. Speaking of betting favorite, let's get into betonline.ag, the place to put down some money on sports. You can go in right now, check out some NBA specials. There's some trade props right now. Joel Embiid's next team if he's traded. They're still taking odds on Joel Embiid if he's traded. Portland plus 200. What would Portland even have to give up for Joel Embiid? Houston plus 250. Golden State plus 300. Lakers plus 400. Interesting there. There's all kinds of stuff you can bet on on Bet Online. The uh, the Suns are a minus 400 favor over the Clippers still in the series. The Bucks are still a favor over the Hawks minus 215. That one's a little oh. bit different now after after losing Game One. If you have a good feeling about either of these, go ahead and go to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Lockdown. Get a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. All kinds of stuff too. They have football. They have golf, hockey. Baseball is going on right now. You can bet on all kinds of stuff. You can bet on your Rangers. It might make you more sad than that you are right now, but you can go do that. Again, promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus. Your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris. So then, later in the day, we talked about Rick Carlisle's statement. Didn't really make sense, but then it starts coming out. Mark Stein reports that the Mavericks are targeting, closing in on laser focus, whatever How words many tweet I think notifications do we get of the same dang thing all day of he's emerging. They're in advanced talks. They're really in advanced talks. They're on the one yard line. They're like, okay. Can... Hey, and guess what? It still might not happen. There's still a very small None of this chance. is official yet. Besides Nothing has been official yet. It has not been, but it seems to be, it seems from everything reported, Adrian Wojnarowski, I think mo- the most definitive report that they are in advanced contract talks with Jason Kidd to become the next head coach. Okay, so all the stuff about you know that Rick Carlisle said, you can put that aside for a second. Hiring Jason Kidd as your head coach for the Dallas Mavericks, this organization that just went through a couple years ago, this whole thing, this SI report, all the abuse the assault the allegations the just harassment all the things that went through in the business office in the front office with a with a you know a scout with a person from mavs.com like all kinds of things that they went through that mark cuban went on the jump and was crying to rachel nichols talking about how he was sorry about what happened and that he basically won't happen again won't happen on my watch all that stuff the hire sent marshall to come in and clean everything up to do all of that 
to go through all of that, to make a big statement and a spectacle about how you're not going to tolerate that anymore in your organization. And then to go out and hire Jason Kidd, who has a history of domestic violence. Now, the, the history of domestic violence, as far as I've researched it, and I could be wrong, please correct me if I am. In 2001, he was arrested for domestic violence for assaulting his wife uh, at the time. And then in 2007, he, he filed for divorce from his wife, and there was uh, claims of abuse on both sides. He, he claimed that his wife was abusing him. His wife, again, claimed that he was abusing her again. There's all kinds of allegations. A lot of he said, she said, obviously a toxic relationship. But once you have a history, and he, he pled guilty the first time in 2007 to domestic violence. So that one's confirmed. That's not he said, she said anymore. He, he did it, right? Like, that's it. Once you have a history of domestic violence, you don't not have a history of domestic violence anymore. And so now I am a person uh, and we've, we've been open about like our religious beliefs, our personal beliefs, you know, we're, we're Christians. We believe that people can change. We believe that, you know, God can change people's hearts. We believe that you can get better as a person, improve. We believe that you can work on things that you can uproot sin in your, in your life and work out of things and become a better person. I believe that personally. You may not believe that as a person. It may look different for you the way that you believe, but that's personally how I believe. That's how I'm going to view it in this. But, but don't, don't misquote me on that. To, the Mavericks do not have to be and should not be the team, the franchise, the organization that gets to decide when a person has overcome those things. They have not earned the right from everything that's happened in their history, recent history, two years ago, it happened with a person in the front office very recently that there was a person in the front office that, uh, that was there and now it's not there anymore because of a rape allegation accusation. The Mavericks do not have the right, do not have the uh, cachet, do not, whatever you want to call it, like whatever where I'm looking for a wrong word here, but they do not have the right and they do not have to be, they do not have to put themselves in this situation to hire a person like this that has a history of domestic violence. No matter if Jason Kidd has gotten over it, he's gotten better, gone through anger management, it seems paid his $200 fine he had to pay at the time, all that kind of stuff. They do not have to be the team that does this. And now they are deciding to do this and to basically... To basically go back and say, all right, all that stuff we said before, all that stuff we said about not tolerating all this, guess what? Doesn't matter because we're going to hire this guy anyway. We're going to bring him in and we're going to make him not just not just an, uh, not just an employee of the team, but to make him a leader, a focal point, a face of the franchise, to bring him in as a head coach, to bring him in as a person that's going to speak to the media upwards of four times in a day, in a day like on a game day, uh, to be the, the focal point of your franchise is absolutely, absolutely Blast, like blasphemous almost to all the people that you've apologized to all the people that you've uh, that have been hurt in your organization I cannot believe that this is the person and yes Michael Finley endorsed him Dirk even endorsed him like Dirk like the Mavs God himself endorsed him but all that said he does not have to be this person uh he does not have to be the head coach of the Mavericks he does not have to be in leadership with the Mavericks this is and all that aside, you can you can if you if there's a way to compartmentalize this, there's not a way. It's impossible. You cannot do this. But if you're going to try and compartmentalize and say, okay, well, let's say he's gotten better. Let's say he's he's changed as a person. Let's say the time off has been better. 
all this kind of stuff. He went through some DUI stuff. He got arrested for that too. There's all this little things around Jason Kidd. There's all this little stuff. Let's say he got over all that. He's a better person. He's, you know, whatever. Church going, like, get on his knees every night and pray person. Whatever you want to say. Let's say he's gotten over all that. He is not good enough as a basketball person to even justify this if you are even going to compartmentalize that in your head to make this decision. I am baffled on all fronts with this hire on the domestic violence history of domestic violence front on the coaching front and all of that. I, I just cannot believe that Mark Cuban would do this. Actually, I can believe that Mark Cuban would do this and now he's done it again. And it is uh, infuriating to me. I, I think that they would make this decision and that they would bring him in. This podcast is brought to you by bet. All- <laughs> is this right? Are we ready for another ad break? I, I do not go off often about things like this, and this is one of those. You, I, we get we get flamed all the time on Twitter for defending <laughs> the Mavericks. We're locked yeah. on Cuban. We're the team that comes out. This is not something that I will defend. I cannot. Yeah. And so, in, so if he is the coach, which it seems like he's going to be, if he's the coach, I will be excited when the Mavericks still win. I don't think I can go that far to be like, all right, I'm just going to be mad and be you know <clears throat> be upset and Schadenfreude when they lose and all that, but. I'm not going to root for this guy. I'm not going to be excited for this guy to cover this guy, all that. I'm not going to be excited about it at all. And I am embarrassed for the Mavericks franchise. I'm embarrassed for all the people that work for Mark Cuban. They got hired recently to try and change the culture of this team that now have to interact every day with Jason Kidd. Now, again, like I said, maybe he's changed. Maybe he's a better person. It's been a while since there's been an allegation, but it shouldn't, that's what it, it shouldn't be about that, right? It should be about you not tolerating that as a person guess what it's pretty easy not to hit your wife right like we're both married and i'm gonna i'm gonna go that i'm just i'm very frustrated by this and i cannot believe that we're having this conversation again i did not think we were gonna have to have a conversation where i'm tiptoeing the line of all right well there's domestic violence and there's abuse and harassment and all this stuff i cannot believe we're having this conversation again about a person yeah i think um man yeah there's a lot of stuff that uh (laughs) i could uh Yes, build off of what you said on that. I think I'm just as surprised and I'm surprised just staying on that angle that, you know, the Mavericks have been in the spotlight in this, unfortunately, in that category for the past handful of years since that report came out. And, you know, if there's one coaching candidate out there right now that has a domestic violence label on Is he him. the only one? He might be he might be the only single one that has this. It has a record of this right now. I, I may be wrong about that, but Well, like man, you heard to, stuff to, to pick name, the only one. When when his name was floated out for the Portland job, you know, I mean, it immediately became this huge like backlash. I mean, I heard different stuff of like, were there people, were there season ticket holders in Portland that were like threatening, you know, what if they hired Jason Kidd and all, all of that. And it's just, I, I was just, I'm surprised that despite the relationships with him, despite his, you know, the championship run, despite, you know, cool. all of that, I'm, I'm just surprised that they are willing to take on that to, in light of everything that has happened over the past few years. And like you said, this it's even beyond that. Like we, like they're not hiring him because of his coaching tenure. They're not hiring him because, Hey, let's look at what you've done as a head coach, because guys go look at what he's done in, in Brooklyn. That situation was interesting to say the least. Like there was a lot of stuff from, <laughs> A lot of stuff of him, you know, going to straight to the owner with stuff, all that. Then he goes to Milwaukee, 
I was talking to people today who covered, you know, has covered the Bucks for a long time. Guys, it, not glowing things uh, for people who have covered the Bucks saying uh, about Jason Kidd. And it's like, okay, that's his two head coaching tenures that flamed out. He now he's he obviously been with the Lakers for a couple of seasons. So you're not hiring him for his coaching tenure. You're not hiring him because he has a uh, this glowing off the court reputation. You're hiring him because of two things. The franchise nostalgia of a championship run that helped bring a championship to the to the team and city. And you're hiring him because there's some players around the league that that still like him. And that's the part that's surprising to me. That if I thought Jamal Mosley, and I think even bigger than all of this, I thought Jamal Mosley had this. I wanted Jamal Mosley to have this. Jamal Mosley was is super close with Luka Doncic and everything. And I'm I'm shocked that Jamal Mosley is not the guy. I'm even more shocked that since he's not the guy, the guy that they're going with is Jason Kidd. That I'm just shocked more than anything today. And it takes a lot for me to be really surprised and really shocked. Especially, I mean, over these past few weeks, it's the Mavericks. Like, well, this it's just been like, holy crap, this is happening. Holy crap, another day. I'm I'm more shocked today than I have been over the past and anything that's happened over the past two weeks. Coming up, <laughs> coming up. Let's get in some good stuff because no, we, we I, there's there's a couple more. I still want to talk about Jason. Okay, okay. And I still want to talk about Jason Kidd and talk Nico about, Harrison. I'm all about. I, I like that. Yeah, there's some good still to talk about with Nico Harris. I think with Nico Harrison. I think there's a couple more things, but I want to get into uh, with Jason Kidd. We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, Isaac, tell him about Built Bar. Oh, Built Bar. Let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar has some amazing flavors. I don't have the ad read right up in front of me. But you know what's a flavor that's amazing is the coconut brownie chunk. It's hard to really find that in stock. But if you can get mint brownie, they keep that in stock a lot. And that's like, that's a locked in flavor you got to get all the time. 100% chocolate, four net carbs. Like if you're doing keto, this is the way to go. I eat this for a breakfast sometime on the way to work. So guys, just go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Is that still the code, right? <laughs> yeah. LOCKED15. Get 15% off your first order. Guys, just make an order right now. We love Built Bar. Go check it out. A bunch of new flavor. German chocolate cake is back. Strawberry is a new flavor. Go check it out. Again, promo code is LOCKED15BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac, I want to talk about Jason Kidd just a little bit more because the, the biggest Please question do. or the, the most frequent question I got today on Twitter was, why is Jason Kidd a bad coach? Why are you saying that Jason Kidd is the worst candidate, you know, besides the domestic violence stuff? Like, besides that, why, why is yeah. Jason Kidd a bad basketball coach? Like, okay, I guess if you can not look at all that stuff, if you can compartmentalize that much, then sure. Okay, Jason, Jason Kidd took over a net situation uh, where he had – I think it was Darren Williams, Brooke, Brooke Lopez, uh, I think Joe Johnson at the time. Those guys in their prime underperformed at that situation. He was there for one season and then worked his way out of there in not so great terms. Worked his way out of there is <laughs> a, a loaded Worked. Statement. He worked. <laughs> Yo, work, work, work. He worked his way out of there. Got to the Bucks where he... he Straight to the owner and said, let me let me run the president of basketball ops. And, man, you know, like kind of went around the GM and then GM found out and then there's... Kind of like a got people coup. fired so that yeah, he could go and do there. what he wanted to do. So there's that whole situation. He very much underperformed with and and gave <laughs> some bad some some bad qualities and bad like leadership to the the young Bucks team with with Giannis and Jabari and Thon Maker and some of those guys never recovered from that. There's probably a bunch of other factors in their career too. 
that led to some of that, but uh, all that. And then he got fired from that situation. And then like he, in that, and he, after he just underperformed the defense, his first season was pretty good. He came up with this scheme. And then the next couple of years, the defense was like bottom five in the league, just like weird stuff like that with Jason Kidd. Uh, timeouts at the end of games, questionable clock management, like all kinds of different stuff. There's the whole, the, the whole thing where he, where somebody ran, a player ran into him to knock over the water was so that it was kind of a, a gimmick so that he could get an extra timeout basically. So they'd clean up the water and it'd stop and all that. So that was one of them, but that's clock management. You know, there's all kinds of different stuff with him <laughs> as a coach. But what I think I want to focus on in this is that he has not left a situation on good terms yet. Besides yeah. this Laker, besides this Lakers one, maybe that actually, goes back kind of far this goes back phoenix when he was in phoenix early in his career he left because of the domestic violence he was arrested so they decided we don't want you anymore with our franchise they traded him to the nets and all that so he left there with the mavericks people should remember that he had verbally agreed to come back to the mavericks in 2012 and then decided to go sign with the knicks there's all kinds of there's all kinds of different things there's the obviously the net situation where he left there on bad terms there's the the Buck situation where there is bad terms there, all kinds of different things. And if you're going to leave a place on bad terms in all these different ways, I think that says something about you as a person. <laughs> I think that says something about you, about your character. And uh, I, I'm suspect about this whole thing. I do not think that he's going to be a good coach. Again, I'll be happy for the Mavs if they succeed, but I, I'm not going to be excited about Jason Kidd or root for Jason Kidd. So what, what Isaac said before is that one of the reasons why they decided, and let's go to a little bit to the positive here. Is one yeah, of the I got some why, positives that I want to try to take. One of the reasons why they decided to, to pick Kidd, we, we, we believe, is that he has been endorsed by some by some uh, big, big players across the league. There's the re- most recent one where Damian Lillard told Chris Haynes that Jason Kidd is the guy that I want to be the coach. So that's an endorsement from Damian Lillard, I believe. Uh, I mean, you can't deny like the Giannis stuff. Like, uh, Woj just, Woj just tweeted. Jason Kidd has started working on assembling a coaching staff as sides finalize a deal. That'll make him Dallas's next head coach. So it's a, no more of the, maybe it won't, maybe it won't happen. Uh, yeah, not, LeBron not James a couple years ago said that Jason Kidd is quote, the only person alive who sees the game of basketball with this level of clarity. Uh, that is a quote from LeBron James. Uh, Giannis and then Kumpo, when Jason Kidd was fired from the Bucks in the la- in the the final hour, the twelfth hour, the eleventh hour, whatever that phrase is, uh, said, "What can I do? I'll call the owners. I'll call my agent." There's and then Jason Kidd told him, "There's nothing you can do. All you can do is tell the truth. That's it." So apparently, Giannis wanted him to stay as a coach. Now, Giannis was real young in his career. Giannis seems like a guy that is pretty loyal to people. He's obviously loyal to to the Bucks. So. Take that as you will. I take it with a grain of salt. He apparently, J- Jason Kidd apparently got Dirk's endorsement for this and Michael Finley's endorsement for this. Yeah. So there's another, there's another superstar player that got his endorsement. And uh, listen, player players around the, there's a lot of players around the league who who love Jason Kidd and they respect the heck out of him as an NBA player. That like you can't deny that. So that that's at least a positive in your favor because I think, and this kind of bleeds into the Nico Harrison hires. This is. I think the bigger overall picture picture for the Mavericks this week in these two hires is we want to be more appealing to other players across the league. The biggest thing that we've had against this is not being able to land these other free agents. And I think with the Jason Kidd hire and Nico Harrison one is, hey, we want to be a more, more of attractive place for players to come. We want to have relationships. We want to have like these ends with different players around the league. So yeah, I think that, I think for kids saying, 
He has won a title as a player. We know 2011. He has won a title as an assistant coach. He won it with the Lakers. So it's like, okay, he at least has a couple titles under his belt. He's been with LeBron. Like, I know that's, you know, take it for what it's worth, but he has been an assistant with LeBron for a couple of years. LeBron is, you know, if worst any player that you look at Luka Doncic and say, okay, who do you kind of resemble for you know your career moving forward? It's a LeBron type, a 6'8", you know, four, like point forward. And, you know, I do agree with Rick Carlisle on the way of like, Jason Kidd and Luca, I could see them thinking the same way on the basketball court and all of that, and just how smart they are as you know, playmaking and point guards and all that. So, like, I like those are some of the positives, and I get that for sure. And I get all of that. And that goes into the Nico Harrison stuff of how do we how do we become a more appealing place to players across the league and connections to players? And I think of both of those hires signal that. Yes. <laughs> we can go long today. We got to talk about Nico Harrison. We have to. Yeah, we have to for sure. So there's Jason Kidd stuff. Uh, last thing on, on the coaching is that uh, Brad Townsend had reported that Jamal Mosley will be interviewed by the Dallas Mavericks. And then later after Jason Kidd's name was basically out there as the head coach, uh, that same source came back to Brad Townsend and said that he was upset that Jamal Mosley was not interviewed. So it's not confirmed yet that he did not get interviewed. Tim McMahon just reported that that Jamal Mosley was highly considered by the Dallas Mavericks to be the next head coach, but uh, there's some there's some gray area there. Just if the Mavericks actually considered or actually interviewed Jamal Mosley to be head coach, now it, he was already there. So what are they going to interview him about? I mean, they, they know well, him at this point, but one there's still questions that we all have right now, right? I have I have a handful of questions that For I'm sure. how much of how much of anything has Luca been in this? We know. None. I'm telling you, man. He's over. I know, but like, what conversation has anyone, Dirk, Finley, Cuban, anybody, had with Luca as he's been with Slovenia? Every all of that has he been in any of these conversations? Because I know the Donnie thing. He said he didn't find out. You know, Brad reported that he didn't find out until basically we did. So, yep. Has has Luca signed off on Jason Kidd? Has Luca been in any of these conversations? But the biggest thing of all is. Where's Bob Valgaris? Like, is he is he coming back? Is I don't he? Know if like, that's the biggest thing. <laughs> it's one of the biggest things, right? Because I it's guess. not like they went out and hired a messiah or something. They're keeping Michael Finley. They're hiring this Nico Harrison. If if Bob Valgaris is back next year, it's like okay, there's not really anybody there that's really calling the shots outside of Cuban. So I that's a question of mine. It's a question about Luca too, and I have a question about Jamal Mosley. Like, where where does he? Is he gonna? Is Jamal Mosley willing to come back as like a lead assistant? To my knowledge, him and Jason Kidd do have a relationship. And so I, I just wonder if it's like, hey, he got he got passed over, but now he he's is he gonna stay in the same spot for a guy he got passed over? I, I don't know. I wouldn't blame him if he didn't. If I was Jamal Mosley, I'd stick around because this Jason Kidd thing's lasting a year. <laughs> Can you tell I don't like Jason Kidd? I used to love Jason Kidd as a player, man. I thought he was. Great. I have two Jason Kidd jerseys. I have a Nets jersey in my closet, and I have a retro Mavericks Jason Kidd jersey. Don't get older because the, the older you get, more the more the people in basketball mean more than the actual. Okay, so let's let's talk about Nico Harrison though. <laughs> News comes out, Woj tweets that yeah. like for there for like a couple of hours. It was this. Um, this another like, shadow GM. Well, it was like, <laughs> oh, the the new you know the new executive is signing off on this, and everyone's yeah. like, well, who the crap is this? And then, bam, Nico Harrison's name is brought out there as, and I'm like, let's go because swoosh life, I'm hyped. <laughs> let's get the Nike connection. 
So Nika Harrison was a big time executive, vice vice president, vice executive, something something like high up, whatever his title ended up being. But uh, big time guy with Nike. He was like Kobe's right hand man as far as Nike was considered. He was the guy. Uh, this is maybe not positive, but the guy that pitched Steph Curry to be in Nike and ended up. Oh come him. on! Why do you have to throw that in there? With <laughs> this is the first thing I thought of because that was a funny story. But, he is way more good than bad. Uh, and that's according to the- Nick Tapala. Nico Harrison was a guy that was very instrumental in Luca coming to Jordan brand and going yeah. towards Jordan brand. So that's a, pr- a pretty big thing. Uh, and he's well known across, across a lot of, he knows a lot of players, right? There's Bro, we already of- seen players on Twitter tweeting about him. I'm like, man, when's it been since the Mavericks have hired anybody that the player, uh, players around the league are like, man, great job. Like CJ McCollum this. said, wow, congrats brother to the, to the, to the uh, Adrian Wojnarowski tweet, Jared Dudley, my guy, I'll do your podcast. Please be a podcast and host a podcast with me on Locked On Podcast Network. Dudley's uh, going to be a freaking maverick. Jared Dudley said, many teams have tried to get Nico. If Dallas could land him, that's a big play. I think that's a yeah. that's a pretty big endorsement from a guy that knows a lot of people in the NBA. Uh, and so, yeah, I think this is huge. They wanted the connections. They wanted a guy that's been around. And so I think a big question for a lot of Mavs fans right now is, why a shoe executive? What does a shoe executive know about basketball? Like as far as, you know, building a team and all that. And this was from Nick DePaula. I think he had some pretty good, uh, he had some pretty good tweets about this earlier. He said, yeah. the skill sets and traits actually translate really well from shoe executive to uh, a basketball executive. Identifying and, and signing top talent, strong relationship with agents, understanding contracts it, Structures, clauses, budgets, and negotiating skills, managing players, and leading a billion-dollar categories sports marketing team. Basically, when you're a Nico Harris, was Harrison? I keep saying Harris. When you're Nico Harrison, when you're up and you're up that high up, you're basically uh, a basketball like executive without a salary cap, right? Or maybe you have some kind of salary cap, and so you're trying to get all these guys and convince them to come over to you. And there's competition. There's you have the Nike team, you have the Jordan team, you have the Adidas team. You now have this. Uh, Puma team, you have all these kind of other teams coming out. Under Armour, did I say that one? That's another one uh, yeah, that you have. And so you, out. You, you have to you have to convince these guys to come to your to come to your side and convince them and get relationships with them. They know these guys since they were like in elementary school. Sometimes they they've known these yeah. guys. have been scouting these guys. Sometimes especially longer, his role with Nike. Yeah, sometimes longer than NBA scouts. He's a guy that is risen up uh nico harrison by the way also was a d1 and was d1 athlete basketball player at montana state uh and so the mavericks going with two players here i find very interesting and in jason kidd who's obviously a hall of fame player and then nico harrison who was a you know a d1 basketball player i find that pretty interesting so there's there's some there's some positives here with this and i think that there's um yeah i think that this is an interesting high this is not one that i'm going to crap on (laughs) If I'm no, no, no. Here, here's here's my thing with the Nico Harrison one. If because I've seen some people like I was in favor of this. I tweet I was in favor of this. Some people are like, yeah, but cool. I'm glad he you know likes Nike. But how does that translate to him being a GM? Yeah, right. Here's my whole thing with that. If the Mavericks are not going to hire somebody like a like a Masai or somebody to make all the to call the shots and make all the decisions. If you're not, if like we know Cuban's going to be the final call on that, we know Michael Finley, which McMahon reported that Michael Finley's going to stay in the yeah. front office, which is great. We love Finn. If that's already in place, then, and you're not going to hire somebody who's going to call the shots, then why not hire somebody who has all the connections? Because there's one word that, that I go straight to whenever I hear Nico Harrison it is connections. If you want to add another word, it's relationships. Like 
How many times have I seen Nico Harrison at a Mavericks game? A lot. Like this dude is always yeah. there. His first, when he was first started with Nike, he was in this whole region, in the Southwest region with the Spurs. He's been a, a lot of Mavericks, you know, games and stuff before. Then that's when he moved up, started this relationship with Kobe, very tight with Kobe. He has a close relationship with Luca. He has a relationship with, with LeBron. Like he is very, very high up, very, very respected in Nike, which has a lot of very powerful strings across the league. So I actually think it was a very a brilliant hire because if you already have your decision-making stuff kind of in place, then let's use this other executive spot to go get somebody, an outside voice, which is what we wanted, that can come in and help bring in relationships and connections for if you, I mean, if you want going the Jason Kidd route too, it's like you connections, relationships with players and all this stuff to where now let's see four or five years from now, are, are they going to be landing people? Is it, is it going to be a different free agency type of thing over these next few summers? And that's where it will shut up a lot of the skeptics. If they continue to win, they continue to make the playoffs, but they're landing, they're bringing in guys, whether it's trade demands, whether it's free agents that's coming over the next few summers, if they start bringing in guys, then there's going to be some backtracking among you know fans and stuff. Couple of Nike Jordan brand free agents: Chris Paul, Mike Conley, Tim Hardaway Jr. Hey, I'll say this: you know who's probably not going to sign off on sucky jerseys? This guy. <laughs> Come on, you know, you know who you Is want to lead a. That? You know who you want to lead a rebrand? Nico Harrison, baby. <laughs> he didn't design those MLB All Star jerseys, did he? I don't know. I, don't. <laughs> you see those? Those I just know it makes me feel better about if a rebrand happens over the next few years, uh, having a, a high a Nike executive in the building. Nate Jones, who's a player agent, marketer, well-known like around NBA circles, said, for Mavs fans that don't know Nico, he played D1 college ball, has been in a role where he decides which players Nike pursues and elevates. That He's basically a scout for Nike. Uh, he was Kobe's guy at Nike. Players love him. He knows basketball talent and is an honest, straightforward pro. Basketball lifer. Nike Sports Marketing sees these players from the time they are kids. They know all of them, their game, their histories, etc. Nico has been fully immersed at all levels of basketball. They aren't hiring a shoe salesman, LOL. I love the, the end there with the, with the LOL. They're not hiring a shoe salesman. So that's Nico Harrison. We'll dive into it more. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's our thoughts. Honestly, the good and the bad of what the Mavericks did today. And so it, time will tell whether that is a, a thing or not. But nothing. And a reminder, nothing's official yet until we get a press release from that. Once a press release happens, they'll probably do some type of introductory press conference in which we'll probably both be a part of that. And yeah, dang. there'll be a lot of questions that will be you know, rightfully so for the Mavericks and front office and Jason Kidd and everything. So I, How much did you I'm, pay me to wear Adidas to the to the presser? <laughs> you better not. I I am really <laughs> curious on just how they if if this proceeds forward and it becomes 100 how it plays out and how the the messaging of that the marketing of it and everything over the coming weeks. There you go, guys. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're not already. We're inching, getting ever closer to 5,000 subscribers. We're getting so close. We're excited about that. Listen to the podcast if you're watching on YouTube. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Oh, I feel like I'm Trey Young. You know, <laughs> I, I came in, uh, I came on late in uh, my rookie year. Grant had it sold up. You know, he had it won. And uh, I think Trey's playing at a very high level. But Luca, I think, again, for the season, we talk about the marathon, and Luca has done it from start to finish.